You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. diamond. Experience! Welcome to episode 102 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Thank you so much for making this podcast part of your day. And coming up on today's show, you'll be hearing a very different type of story than you've ever heard on this podcast, but a very fascinating one. I'll be talking with Pensacola natives Ryan and Jennifer Eaton, and their story is, like I said, it's very fascinating because they are quitting pretty much their normal lives to visit every national park in the United States, and not just the parks, but monuments as well to kind of coincide with the 100-year anniversary of the national parks. This was a really, really fascinating story to me, because if you think about it, we're so accustomed to things like electricity and Netflix and binge-watching things and just having the world at our fingertips and someone to just drop all of that and get out and explore nature, explore the country, I think is really cool because due to the modern type of lifestyle, I think we've really kind of lost sight of everything that's around the country. That's even, you know, you could have a national park in, you know, an hour away from your place or even shorter. So I I was really fascinated to hear their story as to why, They wanted to do this, uh, some of the logistics that they have planned. And it's going to be really cool because they're also doing a documentary. They're documenting their entire trip. They'll also be doing, uh, you know, Instagram posts, podcasts. It's just such a cool story. And Ryan reached out to me recently and asked if he and his wife could come on the podcast and tell their story. And of course, I said yes, because just the idea of it is really fascinating to me. So I hope you guys enjoy hearing this story. I know I had a lot of fun learning about it, and I'm definitely interested in following their journey. They have all types of social media, and they have a website, and you can find those in the description uh, in this episode. But before we get to that, I've got to tell you about my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are a local indie rock band. They're based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they are very important to the show because they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and the end of each episode. And the song you heard is Twin Peaks, and it's from their album Murder Mystery Night, which you can find that, 95 Flannel, and their EP Atomics available on iTunes and Spotify. Just search for the Unicorn Wranglers. You can also find them on social media. They're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wranglers. And be sure to visit their website, the Unicorn Wranglers, And of course, I have to give a shout out to Ian, who is the guitarist for the Unicorn Wranglers. He and his wife, Megan, uh, just had their first child. Uh, Gavin Rome Waldron was born this past Monday. So congratulations to Ian, Megan and the entire family. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Ryan and Jennifer Eaton. So 
Sitting here with my two special guests this week, I have Ryan and Jennifer Eaton. Guys, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Ryan, I I know not a lot of people may know this, but you were actually one of my first guests on the show. Yep. And you were my first podcast interview. Really? Yeah. I've never been on a podcast before. This is my second. That's awesome. Yeah. That was... I think episode nine or 10 or something like that. It was in the summer, uh, like two summers ago. Yeah. And Time look at you, you're over a hundred now. So how are you guys doing? Doing really well. Very busy getting ready for the big trip. But super duper excited. Yep. Now about your trip, uh, we'll get into that in just a second. But one thing I was curious about, how did you guys actually meet each other? Because it all starts from there. It does. We had a lot of mutual friends and we kind of kept bumping into each other and were officially introduced and then kept seeing each other and then around. Then intentionally bumping into each other. Yeah. But she was stalking me on social media before. Well, as you do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so just lots of mutual friends. Uh, you know, she worked at Guitar Center. So uh, like Michael Daw, Aubrey Nichols, Chris Holly are all friends of mine and they all worked there with her. She worked there as well. And so, yeah. Michael Daw, also another uh, podcast alum. Oh yeah, what yeah. Did, did just talking about Jack Daw illustrations, or what was he here for? When he did his uh, his Krampus book. Oh right, uh-huh. the very Krampus Christmas, which was mm-hmm. a really good book. Oh, we yes. love it. We're in it. Really? We're in <laughs> the what Krampus part? Book. Uh, we have one page. We're at a checkout at a toy store or something. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we contributed to the Kickstarter because we love Daw. Yeah, he's he's so talented. Yeah, it was awesome. Now, as far as your your trip goes, this is like a really fascinating thing. I know you messaged me weeks ago asking to come on the show to talk about it. What kind of trip are you guys going on? Well, uh, I'll let Jen. This is Jen's the hundred years tour is what we're calling it, and it's a it's a trip about the national parks. It's the hundred year anniversary of uh, the NPS, the National Park Service, and. Uh, so I'll let Jen take it from here because this was her dream many years ago. That I'm just helping out with now. It, it's definitely evolved since I first thought of it. Oh, man, it's been probably at least like six years now. And at first it was just kind of like a bucket list type thing. And then it kind of evolved into a really cool road trip. And now it's become more of a like a lifestyle thing. Like we just... We have a goal and we're going to go out and try to do it. And no matter how long it takes, we don't have any hard and fast framework. We're just kind of doing the thing. We we have an idea of you know, how fast we'd like it to happen, but we're open to living nomadically as long as we have to, to, to achieve it. Because like Jen said, it, it's less about, okay, let's do this thing and hurry up and get it done now. And, and it's more like a lifestyle versus working nine to five and, and being in an office or being in a kitchen, which is what I do now, and versus that, getting out and figuring out how to make life on the road work while bringing some attention onto the uh, the National Park Centennial. So you guys have no time frame of how this is going to take. It's just however long it takes. That's what you're going to do. We're guessing two years. Two years. We'll wow. S- we'll see what happens. Um, we there's have- another guy who's doing something similar, um, uh, and he's his trip is planned out for three years. He seems a little bit more, um, he seems like he plans better than we do. So he's got like a full route already. We're doing our route in segments. Okay. And he seems to think three years is what it's going to take him. We've got our first six months planned out and you know, we're not going to lot out right off the bat. Cause a lot of the, it's 411 sites, but 
a lot of those are not national parks. They're like monuments and, you know, historical homes or battlefields, things like that. So there's only 56 or 59, 59, 59. national parks, mm-hmm. actual parks. Everything else is some other kind of a site. Like Gulf Islands National Seashore isn't a park. It's a seashore. Right. But that's uh, a site, technically a site. And there's a bunch of little parts of the site here in Pensacola and Okaloosa and some in Alabama and Mississippi too, I think. Mm-hmm. All the way in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So th- combined with the parks and these monuments you're going to, that's over 400 locations that you guys will be mm-hmm. visiting. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I, when you told me about it, the first thing I thought of, and you know, we were saying earlier, that's kind of the reaction you get is that, you know, I'm jealous that I couldn't do something like that because it's, it's so different than how the world is now. It's always, you know, you got to get everything done within the short amount of time frame. Everything moves so quickly. You do your nine to five job. Then you come home, you're tired, you don't want to do anything. You guys, and you alluded to it earlier, it's like a complete lifestyle change. Yeah. And we've been talking about how this new style of travel is going to be a complete change from all the trips we've taken before because it's usually been like we get off work, we get in the car, we go somewhere, and then we pack as much as we can into the time we have, you know, hop on the plane or get back in the car and come back home and then immediately back to work. And we're just rushing through everything, trying to jam pack as much into the shortest amount of time. So we want to, you know, take our vacation days, et cetera. And now we're just working on slowing down and actually absorbing it all. Yeah. Well, I mean, we went to Chicago last year, a year and a half ago, something, and drove uh, 16 hours and spent two days in Chicago with some friends. And then I set up a little cot in the back of the car and we had the station wagon. And Jen slept on the way home because she had to be at work at nine o'clock the next morning. Right. So yeah, we're, we're used to, it's gotta be 85 miles an hour and you gotta be moving down the highway and you gotta make your time. And, but now we're slowing down to 65 miles an hour, take it slow, get there when you get there and we'll, you know. And I like that you guys aren't planning out the whole thing. You said you were planning like your next, your first six months. Right. I think that's good because things can always change exactly. in, in that amount of time. So you guys might decide, oh, let's go left instead of right. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know until you get there, really. So Yeah, and we want to have the ability to fall in love with a place and be able to... You spend know, two spend... weeks instead of one if we want mm-hmm. to. Right. You know? And then, you know, in our experience, if you plan a little too much, as soon as one thing goes wrong, it upsets the whole entire plan. And then it just upsets you. And I don't, we don't... Part of this whole thing for us is our lives are stressful as they are right now. We want to decrease our stress level and, you know having too many hard and fast um, milestones and goals with the, with the trip and the route and stuff is going to just lead to me being upset in traffic a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's not changing that lifestyle. You're still kind of holding on a little bit to how modern life is by having to plan everything out and getting things done so quickly. If you just, you know, just kind of go with the flow. I, I tell people if everyone just went a little more with the flow and just, relax a little bit we'd all be a lot happier it's probably Mm -hmm. true but i don't know how to do that the way that i live now so i'm trying to switch something up i guess what's your first stop gonna be well it was gonna be uh the dry tortugas which is down 70 miles west of the keys Mm -hmm. um jen's birthday is june 8th and uh we we went to make reservations to camp on this old fort on an island in the middle of the gulf um in the middle of june which was kind of a risky idea anyway because it's gonna be so hot but 
long story short, they they're booked up. We didn't we didn't book early enough, so um, well, I think we're gonna do Big Cypress. Um, we'll get a monument in Tampa, DeSoto, which mm-hmm. is just gonna be like a half a day wander around this monument and then move on to a brewery or something. But uh, yeah. I guess technically our first site would be oh. Fort Pickens in the Gulf Islands National Seashore because we're having a big send off on June fifth. Kind of, I mean, part of this this. Part of the an aspect of the project is that we want people to come out and meet us at parks or their you know closest monument or seashore or whatever. Um, you know, part of the big centennial of the national park system is doing uh, find your park kind of movement, and so we want people to come out and find their park, and that's what we're going to be doing all across the country. And so we want it to start at home with our friends and our family and you everybody know, who said. I'm jealous. I want to do that. The first step is to just go where you're at. You know, you have, my dad said he hasn't been to Fort Pickens in, you know, five or six years or something like that. So, you know, well, that's your first step. You got a national park in your backyard. So yeah, we hope to get a bunch of friends and family out. I guess that's technically our, our, uh, point of escape is Fort Pickens. We'll have a little barbecue and anybody and everybody out there is welcome. Uh, we're going to actually launch a, Facebook invite for that tonight after the podcast. So, Fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the perfect place to start. Like you said, we've got a, a really historic location pretty much in our backyard mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful place, a good place to, you know, spend with friends and family and everything. So yep. I think that's perfect. Now you, you said that was your idea originally, but like what exactly, and this is kind of backtracking a little bit, but how did you come up with the idea of, Oh, it would be really cool to do this. Well, I was on a school trip that was taking us across the country, and we were hitting a couple NPS sites um, as a part of it. And um, some of my friends got these little, like the little national park passports, where you can get stamps at every site you go to. And in it comes this map that has just it's the United States, and then it has all these little pinpoints on it of all the national park sites. And I was like, "Whoa, I I didn't know this existed. Like, I I knew the National Park Service existed, but I didn't really." fully grasp all the things that it did and how much, you know, it covered. And I was like, well, this would be pretty cool to like, you know, check off all these different sites one day. And then it was like, well, what if I was like super cool and a badass? I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all good. You can say whatever you want. Um, and your, mom, your mom's going to hear it though. Be careful. <laughs> whatever. She can handle it. <laughs> Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I can just, I'll do all of them at one time. And I don't know, maybe I'll set a record or something. I had done zero research. I had no idea if anybody had ever done this. Um, and then I was like, okay, well it kind of started as a joke. And then as is kind of typical of my life, I start set out as a joke and then it kind of becomes like, no, I should, I should probably, I'll try to do that. That sounds cool. That'll be real. And so then I started doing research and I was trying to think about how I could do this myself and um, like how much it would cost. And then I, in doing my research, discovered that the National Park Service would turn 100 in 2016. And I said, well, that's my goal year. That's that's when I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to try to get a good job. I'm going to try to save a lot of money. And then that's it. That's the year I have to go. Like no excuses after that. Um, and so here we are. Well, she skipped the bit where that was like years before we met. Yeah, he kind of happened in between, yeah. and which was a nice benefit. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she she tells me that we talked about it on our first date. I don't remember the conversation exactly, but so 
and I was the first person she told. And uh, yeah, now here we are. Yeah. Because I was going to ask, when she told you about this idea, what was your reaction? Well, the first time, like I said, I don't really remember the conversation. We had a lot of, we talked a lot that night. But uh, I I had a plan, and this is something we'll be incorporating into the tour, um, which was I was going to take my station wagon. Um, I was starting a small photo business, like just doing whatever kind of work I could get at the time before I started working for Pensacon. Um, and I was going to go to the, I was going to find the 10 darkest spots, night spots. So least, least light pollution, um, middle of nowhere, no cities around kind of thing. And I was going to make a coffee table book called the darkest places. And, uh, so the thing I do remember about the conversation is as soon as she said that, I, I do remember thinking, okay, well that would work really well with this project that I have, but I can't tell her that I want to go with her on this trip she's planning yet because this is you know we barely know each other right and and I walked away from telling him thinking you know I've kind of wanted to do like a like a vlog or like a documentary but I don't have any camera experience and I was thinking you know this guy Ryan he's got that camera equipment and he's done some film stuff he would be really cool to come along with that might be kind of weird to ask him because I just met him and then yeah so but Long story short, you know, the more, you know, later on as we started dating, dating more and, and becoming more serious is like, you know, the realization that my plans and her plans really meshed well together because mm-hmm. I can still do my thing now, mm-hmm. you know, with her and she can get, you know, I can help her. We, we can make a documentary together about you, know, you starting out. It was just about the national parks. And I think now it's morphing a little bit more into um, how it's going to change us as people. I think that's part of the story. I don't know. You know how filmmaking goes it yeah, story yeah, unfolds yeah. as you create it yeah so um we're excited to see where it goes but yeah it was that was my initial reaction was this thing could work out really well with my thing let's see what happens between the two of us so and so, now we're married so both of your goals just kind of meshed into one it's awesome yeah, many goals now we have a lot of little side projects that kind of reflect us as people um, that are wrapped up into the tour that we'll be announcing as we go f- forward different, uh, like I said, photography projects. And then also I'm a, you know, I'm a cook and we're excited to do a lot of like, uh, local seasonal food stuff and do a lot of campfire cooking, maybe do a cookbook or at the very least some stuff on our YouTube channel mm-hmm. with, you know, how to cook and what to cook over a fire. So that just sounds so cool. You guys have all these really cool things you have in the works. I mean, even, even if they happen, you know, down the road, yeah. that's, that's still, Awesome. We're going to focus on getting a lot of content and all aspects. And like I said, the story is going to unfold itself. So if we get back and we've got, you know, a hundred gigs of this kind of a footage, then that's the kind of project we'll put together. That's going to be a lot of footage dumping yeah. when you get back. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of hard drives. We'll see how long they last before we have to start getting more because you know how that stuff stacks up. Oh, absolutely. I have multiple external drives, yeah. so I know exactly what you mean. Mentioning uh, your uh, your vehicle, uh, I saw the photo on the PNJ of like your vehicle with the tent that looked like it was attached to it. Tell me a little bit about the logistics of like how like where you guys will be staying. Like, how, how is that going to work? Well, okay, so the, the the picture you saw was the Volvo that I bought six months ago, used of course because I'm poor. Uh, but it's a it's an older Volvo and it's had its issues. Right off the bat, we kind of, you know, might have picked a bit of a lemon. But we were going to go ahead with the trip and figure it out. But, yeah, the tent I bought, it works with any hatchback, uh, SUV, van, whatever. It'll work with it. And then um, 
so inside there's a, a five inch foam memory foam mattress in the back basically that i made and you we we slept we've camped in it before you can you know sleep right on it it's very very comfortable it was a pleasant you know amount of space for us we're not, not too claustrophobic but we were taking the car to a wedding in south carolina last weekend and the front and rear differentials blew in the middle of nowhere oh no <laughs> so we are vehicle um we're down a vehicle at this point uh and it's the cost is pr- uh, to fix the issue is prohibitive based on the value of the vehicle so we're looking for a new vehicle uh, it'll be something similar with some space in the back. The mattress I can put in any vehicle. It's not a problem. And the tent works with every vehicle. So it, this concept is the same. It's the the car is the bed and the storage area. And then the tent is mainly like, a, you know, a living room slash changing room slash external storage room when we're stopped, that kind of thing. The great thing about that is that it basically doubles our living space. Anybody who's gone camping knows that after a couple of days, you just, everything is dirty and mm-hmm. messy and you start feeling claustrophobic and look like everything is on top of each other. And so this way, you know, you don't have to take up all that space with sleeping bags. You have it in a bed that's separate. And then you have a room, like he said, for changing or moving stuff around or storing things. And it just makes it clutters the whole yes, situation exactly. a lot. And it, you know, we, like I said, we did it uh, before we got married. We went uh, to a place out in uh, Georgia and camped and it was, you know, it was great. It was awesome. Very comfortable. So, just got to find a new... Well, my parents actually have offered to... They have an older minivan and they're buying a new van for their business. So they've offered to sign the minivan over to us. So that's our backup plan if we can't find something a little newer. Minivan wouldn't be terrible. Doubles are... It actually, it's a lot more space because the Volvo is a very you know short right. ceiling. The the minivan is twice is twice the height and we could actually you know sit up in it. And yeah, exactly. Be a little bit more comfortable. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of options out there. We're just kind of weighing them and... Uh, also puttering around with the idea of a vehicle sponsor or, you know, a local dealership sponsor, somebody who wanted to get their name out all over the country through our podcast or, or our video. We're going to do video stuff. We're going to do a documentary. So the vehicle will be a character in the documentary. So who knows if anybody will be interested in something like that. But we'll just uh, we're just keeping a keeping an open mind and seeing what comes our way. Now, how did you guys come up with the idea of the vehicle tent combination? Because I never would have thought of that. Well, RVs are expensive and yes, they are. not only to buy, but also to fuel fuel yeah. and drive everywhere. Um, and then also with the, with car camping, you can, you can go anywhere. You can pull off the side of the road, you can park and then, you know, walk your stuff into the woods, et cetera. Whereas with a recreational vehicle, you have to go to the, the hookups and the, the slots and pay for camping so we knew it would be cheaper to camp out of our car and then we were planning a camping trip a couple years ago and ryan found this tent that we're taking that has the little sleeve that fits over the back of the hatchback Um, he found it on the internet and he was like this would be a great thing for the tour and so i would would say the brand name but they're not a sponsor yet so we'll see we'll see (laughs) smart idea sponsor and then we'll show their logo but yeah it, it, it and like i said it it ended up being a really good thing that it's a very universal uh, fit. And uh, so it just, it was something I stumbled upon. We were just looking for a regular tent and then I found that thing. And yeah, so it, it was luck to some degree. Luck yeah. and a little bit of research. I mean, sometimes that's the best thing that happens is you just stumble upon something and it just, just works out for the best. Mm-hmm. Always seems to. Out of all the places that you guys are going to go, is there like a certain park or a certain monument that you've never been to that you're just 
really excited to go to? Um, well, like I said, I've been to a couple parks that I absolutely fell in love with and I'm so excited to go back to them. Um, but there's so many that we haven't been to. Like I have a very brief experience, um, in the Northwest. And so I'm really excited to hit all those parks up there and really, you know, actually get to explore and go into the nature of the Northwest because it's so radically different from Florida. Yeah, the north, the Northwest going to be how we finish out the year this year, um, in the late summer, early fall kind of time frame, mm-hmm. where it'll be pleasant to camp up there. So, we both been interested in the Northwest. I'm specifically, I don't know why, but like, I really have been itching to go see the giant redwoods in Sequoia. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. We don't know exactly when that one's going to be yet. It's probably uh, springtime next. Year. No. I don't know, whenever, but I, that's the one I'm most excited about for some reason. I just want to see a big old tree, big old ancient tree. I don't know why. So. I, I've, I'm not very knowledgeable on really any national parks. I've always been more of an indoor person than an outdoor person, but with you guys saying you're going to do you know vlogs and a documentary and everything, I, like, I'm really interested in seeing it, and it, it makes me more curious about the subject, too, because national parks are something that I haven't really delved into so yeah, i think that's like, really cool i mean that's the kind of the goal the whole the whole idea is to tantalize to pique people's interest you know to to for somebody who lives in uh you know utah to accidentally stumble on our vlog and see um you know monument valley or something like that and and be like oh, i'm three hours from that why have i never gone there this place looks amazing um but, you know, that's a big part of it. Another huge part of it is how, it, you know, we're hoping that it changes us as people too, not just, you know, influencing other people, but completely, you know, turning our outlook around on what's important in life. And, right. And to be honest, we're not, we're not avid outdoors people or anything. Like you see a lot of pictures of people, you know, on the Red Rocks in Utah, like he was talking about, or in other camping, nature-y um, you know, pictures or something like that or posting on their Instagram accounts. And they're the people who are, you know, rock climbing and going for runs and biking everywhere. And, you know, I feel like they live in Chacos and yoga pants. And <laughs> we're, we're not, we don't know everything. We're not, we don't live outside every day. We, you know, like to hide and binge on Netflix sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, so we're very indoor people as well. I mean, we like to get out obviously, but I don't know the unplugging from the Netflix and uh, I'm, so this is out there can't see me. I'm a big boy. So I'm excited to see the physical changes as well as the, you know, so we're getting out of our comfort zone too. And we, we like being outside and we like doing stuff outside. So this is kind of pushing us to really focus on one of our interests and loves. So a lot of there's some of this is going to be, you're kind of learning on the go. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. A lot of it. No, that that's, that's good. I mean, you should always want to learn new things. Something I'm curious about with the the vlogs and the documentary, like, how are you guys gonna post things if you're you know in the outdoors a lot? Are you guys gonna have like hot spots or um, how do you guys plan on doing that? Every McDonald's in the country has free Wi-Fi. Uh, we won't be eating at any McDonald's. That's part of the trip is we're not eating any anything we could eat here in town. We're not gonna eat anywhere else. But I've been on road trips before where I just parked in a McDonald's parking lot and sat there and connected to their Wi-Fi for 15 minutes or whatever. So we'll do, we'll be doing a lot of our there's plenty of places stuff, online, that... stuff offline first and then just, you know, sitting in a parking lot or Starbucks or something, you know, 
uh, and sucking up Wi-Fi for an hour until everything uploads. The advantage, yeah, the advantage is that there's two of us, so you know one can be driving while the other person is over there furiously editing or typing and writing stuff. Um, So we can kind of maximize our time that way. But yeah, I mean, this is 2016. Everywhere has Wi-Fi. This is true. We'll be all right. (laughs) But yes, hotspot in case of emergency. Yeah, but I mean, hotspots are expensive. So yeah, that is true. I'd re- you know this is this thing's gonna be this trip's gonna be expensive and we're one of the things we're figuring out as we go is how to fund it and how to you know stay on the road again changing the lifestyle instead of figuring out how to pay a mortgage or how to pay a car payment or whatever else we're figuring out how to keep the wheels turning and stay on stay in campsites um, and support ourselves on the road you know that way instead of instead of at an hourly rate just you know we have some individual skills that we can sell ourselves you know it's not well that's not market weird. market, market ourselves, you know? <laughs> not selling any body parts or anything um you mentioning the the blog and you said you guys are going to do a podcast as well mm-hmm. um where can people go to find out more information like i know you guys have a facebook page but like do you guys want to plug your facebook website and yeah, all the fun the, social media the stuff? facebook page and if you click on the learn more button on facebook uh, that takes you to our actual website, which is where you'll be able to connect to tons of stuff that we're doing. Um, and the Facebook page is on uh, facebook.com forward slash the hundred years tour. The website is the hundred years tour.com. Um, so the hundred years tour.com is going to be kind of the hub for all the, all the different stuff we're doing. So we've got, you know, we're still building the website and we'll be continuously changing the website. But right now the website's got a, you know, a place for our map, which shows you our route first route we'll be taking in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. And it's got some information on uh, if you want to be a sponsor or if you want to get involved. We don't have all the logistics of the podcast um, figured out yet. I'm, I've got like three shifts left at my job here in town. So over the next month, I'm going to be um, battening down the hatches with all the, the details of, of those things. And but yeah, the hundredyearstour.com is going to be where we'll have links to everything, and uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Just search the Hundred Years Tour. We have Instagram and Twitter. Instagram. Although we have kind of been neglecting our Twitter, but yeah, but it, we but our Instagram's a great place. We post a lot of stuff on there, and that's just the hunt at the Hundred Years Tour on mm-hmm. Instagram. So yeah, we're on all the social media. The website has little buttons you can click for all the different social media that'll take you there, and you can subscribe and you know. You don't have to do anything else. Just follow us so that we pop up in your, you know, your feed every once in a while. And that's, you know, the most helpful thing. It gets, uh, gets our name out there and gets people interested and it eventually brings people out to the parks with us is the, is the hope and the goal. So. Perfect. And I'll put all the, the social media links in the episode oh, description great. for this as well. Yeah, so awesome. anybody you. who downloads it, will see it as Perfect. well. So. Uh, but thank you guys very much for uh, coming on the show. It was really fun hearing your story, and I look forward to seeing your journey. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you for having us. My thanks again to Ryan and Jennifer Eaton for that wonderful story. Be sure to follow them on social media to follow them on their journey throughout the United States.
Next week, we'll be taking another look into the world of performing acts with the best bat boy in baseball, Breakin' B-Boy McCoy. He will be here in Pensacola performing at the Wahoos game this Sunday, and I'll be sitting down with him talking about his act and how he got into uh, the position that he is now. So you'll definitely want to check that out. And if you're in the Pensacola area and you want to go to the game, visit bluewahoos.com and get your tickets now. But until then, you can check out past episodes of this show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook. You can also follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And follow the podcast at DDE underscore podcast. And that's all I've got. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.